Hi, this is Kayla. And this is Sloan Slayer. Oh, this is Comfort. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another fun quarantine episode. And yeah, so we just figured Sloan's here, Comfort's here. Like, why not do it all together? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Do you ever just want to make a radio name for yourself? Oh, yeah. And, all the time. And then tell all your friends to start using it? Because <laughs> that's time. what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely just like totally glazed over it and we were just like here's a new name That's yeah it, it is mean, what it is it's yeah. our podcast we can do whatever the fuck we want yeah it's our podcast tomorrow i could be bob i, I would be like bob. what yeah. i'm trying to think what my radio name would be whenever i give a fake name like to a guy i always do veronica mm. because of veronica oh. sawyer oh i just I, I think veronica sawyer is like so okay there's a good thing and a problem the good thing is i think it just sounds so fucking cool like it's such a like i picture myself with like my black hair when i used to have it and like veronica sawyer um but the bad thing is it is the name of a character in a cult classic so there's a chance they might know you're lying (laughs) i tell men my name is clarice so in case they are creepy serial killers they can say hello clarice (laughs) Even like, even when death is on the line, you're just thinking, yeah, let's make a fun joke out of it. Yeah, this. let's make yeah. let's let's turn this into a bit. I think I would call myself Blair just because of Gossip Girl. <gasps> yeah. Like oh, my sister loved Blair and uh, Chuck. Oh, they're so toxic, though. A lot of a lot of beloved character couples are toxic. Look at Ross and Rachel. I know you you haven't really watched Friends, Sid but they are. Those were that's a real toxic. Well. <laughs> I meant like TV yeah. show couples, um, but they were, yeah, definitely toxic. Ted Bundy. All the people who want to fuck Ted Bundy. Yeah. We're not playing the same game. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. TV show TV couples. TV show So couples. like not real people. But where is the line between TV and real anymore? Script. What isn't a script? <laughs> we it- could do this all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking like friends, like... Um, the Office, like I loved White and Angela, but that is like such a bizarre, yeah, fucking sex contract. I wanted the, I've always like wanted the relationship of Jim and Pam, but like the kinkiness of Phyllis and Bob. <gasps> yes, I was. You know what? I didn't. I wasn't gonna say it out loud, but because in my you head, said it so much before. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think like, that's just like your line now. I just love. We the, can make T-shirts that just say "That's kinky" because it is a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, the. The new toilet paper bears commercial. I will oh. give you that one. That Mr. commercial. Clean. That commercial is so kinky Mr. and it is like so strange. Up. I mean, Mr. Clean, whatever. Like, I get it. They have the brawny man, like, sex sells. We always know that. But why is a bear getting sex, like, having sexy time with a roll of toilet paper? Like, that's like quarantine too far. There is a hole. <laughs> There's a hole. There is. There and is as we hole. know in true crime, in history, in medical professions, in American Pie, and American Pie, if there is a hole, a somebody will try to fuck it. Somebody, somebody will try. To even fuck a it. cartoon bear will try <laughs> to fuck it, and I think that's the lesson. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think? Do you think they're promoting the sales of toilet paper by thinking maybe people will just fuck the rolls and buy more? Maybe. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's. <laughs> maybe. I think it's more like the the power of the situation. Like, you know, sex is often, especially in mm-hmm. true crime, it's often about power. And so I think with the toilet paper, because it's sold out so fast, yeah. you either like know someone or you have like a lot of money and you can just have people go buy it for mm-hmm. you. So it might be like 
you might get turned on to be like, yeah, I'm like the fucking toilet paper king. You yeah. plebes are oh, like yeah. going to this store at 8 a.m. to try to get some. Stick it in my I have toilet extra. paper. I have it in multiple closets. There's some I don't even look at. Oh, <laughs> like you take out the drawer under your bed and you're like, I have this. And it's just different rolls of Yeah, you're paper. just like, you look at it and you're just like, fuck fuck dude is that charmin oh my god she's got the charmin ultra plush ultra plush what oh my god she is she is a g yeah rolling 10 ply oh we're like we're like that one that one pack that we had it was like so thin i was like you have to like delicately use it otherwise your finger just goes through yeah we had one <laughs> you have to like grab so much up. Look, one ply is better than zero <coughs> ply. That's true. But Charmin, like it's smooth on your bottom. I love it. It's like it's like toilet paper is hugging you. Yeah, like yes. the like the equivalent of trying to think of the jingle so I can remember what the name of the company is. Puffs tissues. Oh, how they're like all like soft and nice on yeah. your nose, as opposed yeah. to like the others that are like freaking sandpaper. And like I have a Rudolph nose for a week after having a cold. Like you wonder why I take my allergy pills every day. You do because, have like, an adorable, very red nose after a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I like an elf. One of my ears is a little bit pointy too, like an elf. Is it this one? It might be this one. I don't know. I'm not sure. Really. There's one that's pointy. It was always like, it was like something that like stuck with me because in like kindergarten, maybe we had for St. Patrick's Day, we did some, there was like some game and it was like some like, uh, like elves or something. I don't know what it was. Uh, Leprechauns, not elves. But like there was some, we made like a milkshake or something and it was like, oh, this will turn you into a leprechaun. And they're like, oh yeah, like pointed ears. But like I actually did have, there's like a little bit of a point on one of them. And so I was like, really? And I'm Irish. Like I'm a leprechaun. (laughs) (gasps) You are a leprechaun. leprechaun. Yeah. And my hair, my natural hair color is auburn, which is reddish brown. Wherever you go, four leaf clovers grow. Yes. You are at the end of a rainbow. I always know where all the gold is. (laughs) Kayla, wait, wait, just wait, look where we are. No, I don't think I have gold. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, Kayla, how do you still have that ticket you need to pay to LA? If If you have gold. gold. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's just a leprechaun rumor, you know? It's unfair to think that all leprechauns are are naturally wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe it's like the luck of the Irish and it's just like the one gold coin mm. you just have to protect. It's like your family crest or something. Ooh. We have, uh, we have moved far from, we've, we've strayed really... far from the path. We're <laughs> okay. on the higher path now. Yes, we are. Shout out to higher path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I guess let's quickly mention, cause I don't, I haven't figured out what we're going to do tomorrow yet, but It is almost the one-year anniversary of High Crime Pod, because if you recall, if you recall, we launched it on 420. Yeah, we did. And then uh, we were going to do something super special this year, but we're we're inside. We are. So, you know, we'll make do, do something else. So yeah, just in case nothing goes up exactly on that day, I'm going to say it now. Congratulations to us for one year. Because uh, oh. there's a lot, a lot of stuff has happened this year, and, oh. and 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 we still have this podcast, so I feel like that's good for us. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of things. Yeah. If uh, by a lot, 
like we can't even fit it into like that that isn't for public consumption that's been everything that's happened to us has been filed away and classified by the fbi that's how much has happened to us just kidding weed is legal in california it sure is is that focus yeah my dog is snoring okay so i guess we can talk about someone else who had Bad stuff happened to them. Um, Larry. Larry. Sorry, I needed to get that last hit. <laughs> Lawrence. I it, it never says. I mean, his full name is probably Lawrence, but it just says Larry. I think there's a difference. I think you might have bad luck if your parents just name you Larry and Larry doesn't come about as a natural nickname. nickname. Yeah. Like, you should be given the Lawrence. You should be given the Margaret. Like, nobody should name you Peggy. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah. Because then you can have, like, your fancier name mm-hmm. for different occasions. But if you, like, are going everywhere being like, I'm Larry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that Larry has a high pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Larry. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry. Talk oh, I know. Name Larry. <laughs> I feel I feel bad because now I'm realizing, like, Larry is the one who dies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> bad fate has... The fallen are Larry. <laughs> hey, I have a random question while you're pulling up your notes. No. How often? <laughs> I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> how often do you wash your bandanas? Like, how often are you supposed to wash your masks and bandanas? I don't know. I would say <clears throat> at least three times a week. Three times a week to wash them? <laughs> I mean, some could wash them every day. What if I've never washed mine? <laughs> and you're, breathing in your, you're only breathing in your own germs. Really. That's true. So it's like, I thought about this like being high. I'm like, what if I'm breathing in my own germs and I get sick off of my own germs? That's like, a good point. my body like fights me? And it's like, ha ha, we're going to get you sick of the outside in. I feel like all of us in this room would totally have bodies that do that. I, I Yes, I agree. Yeah. Like, that would be how we got coronavirus. How? I breathed my own breathe. <laughs> I breathed my own breathe. <laughs> and then everyone would be like, yeah, you can get corona just by having your own germs. <laughs> We'd be those people that are like, no, it really happened. It happened. <laughs> I can attest. Oh, my God. Hmm. All right. So what happened to our Larry? Okay. So on February 13th, 2018. So this was not that long ago. Right before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 68-year-old Larry Eisenberg and his wife, Lori, who was 64, they got up before dawn to watch the sunrise from their boat. God, why do I always do this? I always forget to look up how to pronounce things. They took it out on Lake... Lake Cordaline. Yeah, that was much better than I would have done. Which is in northern Idaho. They were in, this is easier to pronounce, Sunup Bay when the worst happened. You mean Sunup Bay? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that. Their motor stalled, and so Larry went over to check on it, and he fell overboard. Lori tried to help him, but when she went to walk over, she tripped on the space heater they had brought to keep her warm. She hit her head, and then he was gone. You know, that sounds like something that would happen to me, where I would trip and fall into the water over the space heater that I insisted my husband bring to keep me warm. Larry, you're bringing the space heater. That's it. That's final word. 
Anyway. So Lori looked for him for maybe two hours in Powderhorn Bay before circling back to get to a phone to call for help. She said initially she thought Larry had possibly had a medical episode before falling into the water. So she wanted to wait before calling authorities in case he resurfaced. What? Yeah. And then I guess she had to go to shore to call because she had forgotten her cell phone. A week later, she wrote friends an email about the loss saying, I cannot describe the pain I feel. It's like half of me is gone. Yeah. But here's where things get a little crazy because obviously this is a true crime podcast. (laughs) Um, So while authorities were searching the lake for Larry's body, Lori was arrested and charged with 40 counts of forgery and a charge of grand theft for embezzling half a million dollars over an 18-month span from her former employer. Damn, Lori. Yeah, it gets worse. The employer was a nonprofit, <gasps> nor- the North Idaho Housing Coalition, and it helps low-income families. No, yeah. Lori, why did you do that? Yeah, not a great person. She was arrested on February 26th, and she posted $75,000 bond to get out of jail in in later that month can you post bail of money that you've stolen i guess so <laughs> it seems like you shouldn't be able to any of our and do we have any lawyer listeners yeah who can tell us about that loophole if you've been <laughs> if you're arrested on 40 counts of embezzlement you can still bail yourself out on the money that you clearly embezzled yeah that seems wrong yeah it's kind of crazy yeah oh so this was, Lori had been the executive director of the organization and they estimate that she had actually lost them more than $2 million. Whoa. That's a lot of fucking – Which, least- I mean, honestly, part of me is like there weren't any other people checking in on that because that's like a fucking – that's a lot of money. And for a nonprofit, like that can make such a difference. So yeah. I feel like there needs to be maybe more checks and balances. Yeah. So you – at least like not to say anyone's perfect and anyone this is anyone's fault yeah. other than her own. But, like, if it was a small amount, it's one thing. But if it, it, this was probably an extended – yeah, it was 18 months of this, you know? You yeah. hope someone. But then again, I mean, they might just not have a lot of money to begin with and can't afford to have that many people on staff. I wish yeah. people would just steal from, like, Walmart. Yeah, don't yeah, steal from a cool. fucking nonprofit helping low-income families. Like, steal from the big businesses. Yeah, yeah, like, who needs that money more, you dick? Yeah, like, don't rob, like <laughs> – like, <laughs> I love that we're promoting that. Like, That's like reverse Robin Hood, though. You don't yeah. steal from the poor. And make yourself rich. Yeah. But that's capitalism. Yeah, capitalism yeah. sucks. We are all experiencing that right now. Just but like, we will not learn any lesson from this. You know no. think so? No, Trump's going to get another term. What? I, I, think so. I think so. I think he is. I think he is. People no, are really fucking stupid. Because people are stupid. Literally, they are. They are people are out. Even in Huntington Beach, which is not that far from yeah. us, people are out protesting, slamming Obama, of all people, and just yelling about the, their rights, their freedom. Well, and some- they would they would literally rather have people die than have lost any semblance of freedom, even if that freedom is just, please stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there was no law bans that you, like, if you step outside, you're going to jail. It's just like, can you just maybe try not to kill people? Huh? It seems like the like, hardest thing. 
Because like Florida beaches, they reopened Florida beaches and hundreds of people went to the beach. They just, well, okay. So that was like, that's ridiculous. the media, the news media is also like blowing things up because first of all, these protests are small protests by like uh, wealthier white conservatives. And they're only like a couple hundred people at these rallies. But the well, media yeah, is it's, reporting it's it not- like it's big. Well, no, I've seen the yeah. pictures, but it's yeah. still, I mean, even a hundred people at one area, like that's, that's not flattening yeah. the curve. Like also Florida beaches only open technically for exercise, but we all know Florida laws are. It's Florida. Yeah. yeah. Like my aunt, I know some people who live there and they've been posting like, why is it always in Florida? <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So... Around the same time, they found Larry's body in that same lake. Um, Lori had fled town already. She missed her arraignment, and she got a $500,000 warrant for her arrest because she missed her arraignment. Whoa. And then in May of 2018, she missed her felony arraignment, uh, which would have only been a three-minute hearing. Yeah. Then in July of that year, the medical examiner found no signs of stroke or any evidence of drowning. (gasps) which means that Larry was dead before he entered the water. And they found lethal levels of di... di, This is really hard to read high. Diphenhydramine? Where? Diphenhydramine. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, it's an ingredient in Benadryl, and they found lethal doses. (laughs) Lethal doses? (laughs) (laughs) They found lethal doses. In his system. And uh, so then after this came out, they issued, uh, they filed a search warrant in Spokane County Superior Court. And authorities were hoping to find evidence of conspiracy to commit first degree murder or evidence of first degree theft for the embezzling. A friend of the couple told police they had received a text from Larry the day that he went missing. Yeah. Um, the text apparently mentioned feeling better after a bout with the flu. He also said that during the flu, he might have suffered a mini stroke, which is, like, really fucking casual. Just be like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling better, you know. I <laughs> suffered a mini stroke, but I'm going to go see the sun rise. Badass, also, actually. <laughs> also, though, like, why, you know, it just seems like why would his friend text that? Like, why would he just be like, hey, how's it going? I'm feeling better than I was. I had a really bad case of the flu. Yeah. Like, it seems like, you know, someone planning something like, oh, yeah, he'd been sick, you know. But so the same friend said that the week that Lori had told him Mm -hmm. about health issues that um, Larry was suffering, he said then he, like, ran into Larry later that week and didn't say anything about having any health issues. Um, He also said that the last text he ever received from Larry had a thumbs up emoji in it. And Larry was like a 68 year old man. His friend was like, he has literally never used an emoji before. How old is his wife? 64. But like my mom and her friends love emojis. Mm. I mean, they're not that old, but like, but anyway, apparently Lori loved emojis and used them all the time. Um, and they actually searched through their texts. And going back six months, Larry never used one emoji. <gasps> Lori wow. uses them all the time. I feel bad for Larry that he went his whole life without using one emoji. <laughs> I know. Emojis are so wonderful. I know. They're so fun. fun. Yeah. Once my dad learned how to use emojis, it made conversations with my dad so much more fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom, like... 
literally like my aunt teases my mom because of how much she loves emojis. <laughs> like my dad will send all like random ones sometimes yeah. that don't make any sense. And I'm like, yes, more emojis, dad. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the suspicion around Lori, because like they all thought it was an accident. Like she told them he fell into the water. I couldn't get to him. I searched for him, like whatever. And everybody just believed her because they seemed to have a great marriage. Um, so everyone's like, oh yeah, it was just a tragic accident. But then uh, Larry's son, Dean said the three loves of Larry's life were everything North Idaho. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. As a Jew, I'm going to say I've never heard another person with the last name Eisenberg say they loved everything North Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say that. I just have to put that out there. That's a first, first for me. First for me. Well, Larry was very passionate about specifically North Idaho. Wow. <laughs> his dog, Echo, Aww. and his wife, Lori. And Dean said, as far as we all knew, they had a great marriage. It was something you could model your own relationship off of. It seemed like everything was perfect. Dad was happy. No one knew what was going on behind the scenes. Wow. Yeah. And he said that um, the idea of Lori being involved, like, absolutely blindsided the family. So shout out to everyone without perfect marriages or relationships. (laughs) You're on the right path. (laughs) If it's perfect – they're lying and they'll murder you on a boat. Yeah. Okay. Too good to be true usually is. Yeah, exactly. Larry's friend, Andrew Kern, said Larry trusted her completely, so we trusted her too, but she was living a double life that no one knew about. Whoa. What's Lori's double life like? <laughs> Just a lot of stealing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the timing of her embezzlement was obviously super sketchy, and that made Dean kind of like – rethink things yeah um he said the news came out with the embezzlement case on the exact same day it was too coincidental for me if it wouldn't have come out the way it did we would have just thought my dad's death was a horrible accident did she kill him because she just wasn't as passionate about northern idaho as Larry was? <laughs> that's literally the first time i've ever heard that sentence <laughs> me yeah same um, I mean, no offense, Idaho, but also, come on. Yeah. Like, what is in Idaho? Potatoes? They're potatoes, right? <laughs> like, there is apparently place. really beautiful nature. Well, that makes sense. And I know- it's a place that's, like, known for, like, farming. Like, And somebody who lived in Idaho said that they, like, they lived in rural Idaho. I think it was one of our Facebook groups. And that there was, like, a lot of weird UFO-type oh, yeah. instances. Oh, yeah. Love Idaho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because, like, what better place to experiment on people who don't have any neighbors or anything to tell? Yeah. Yeah. And plenty of potatoes. Yeah. That's why I like living in major cities because I'm like, you know what? The aliens will leave us all alone. Yeah. There's too much going on. There's too much going on. We'll find them out. Anyways. Aliens, we're on to you. <laughs> if you're listening, we know you're listening. We know you're listening. Aliens, FBI, CIA, KGB, you're on high crime pod. There's high ratings on Mars. We know it. Yeah. <laughs> Dean thinks that Lori was trying to hide the financial crimes from Larry. But like if that was the case, I feel like cause she she ran away anyway. So I feel like if that had been her plan, she could have just done that and not killed him. So it had to be financially motivated in January, 2019, Lori finally faced the music. I wrote that. And danced. No, 
No. Um, and this was at least for her financial crimes. Mm-hmm. She pleaded guilty to wire fraud and federal program theft for stealing $500,000. She was sentenced to five years in prison and she was ordered to pay $1.7 million in damages to the nonprofit as part of a civil judgment. Uh, now, how is she going to manage that? I don't know. You know what's something interesting I learned is that even after somebody is charged with paying back someone millions in court, that rarely gets enforced oh, yeah. after. Mm-hmm. So when I think people, you hear, oh, they were the plant, whatever was awarded $12 million in damages or whatever, but they like don't. Yeah. It's like, where does that money come from then? And yeah. It, see it. it doesn't. Cause like if, if they sue, like for example, if they sued me, like I don't have shit. So it'd be like, you're, you have to pay a million dollars. And it's like, all right. And then I just don't because I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, it's more litigation if you want to really enforce it. That's the sad thing about a lot of these cases when like cops did something wrong and, you know, someone was maybe wrongfully prisoned and they win money and they win these large sums of money. And you're like, well, it's not worth it, obviously being in jail, but like, at least they have this money now that they're in the real world. They rarely get the amount. Like, like if they get 2 million, they might get like a couple hundred thousand, you know, sucks, but I don't know. Oh, to make matters worse, her Lori's four daughters from like her previous marriage, mm-hmm. they were all convicted of conspiracy charges because Whoa. Lori had given them some of the money that yeah. she stole. Two of her daughters did plead guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud in October 2018. Don't know what happened to the other two. Damn. This is too recent. I could I could only find so much. You know what? If my mom called me up and was like, do you want to commit wire fraud with me? I'd be like, no, mom. <laughs> mom, don't wire fraud. <laughs> yeah, mom. Just kidding. My mom's never wire fraud. Actually, my mom, I think for the first time, used the word bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have a calendar in my kitchen at my apartment in Brooklyn. If you are wondering, I am stranded in LA with the lovely Kayla. And, <laughs> and comfort. And comfort. and daisy and pocus and so my parents went to my apartment in brooklyn to uh check the mail for me and make sure i don't miss any bills and that my apartment isn't foreclosed and when i come back i have a place to go (laughs) um because that would totally happen to me i miss like one bill and then it's like (laughs) the government has seized all my property You just you arrive back like, like yeah you like arrive back like fucking uptown girls and all your stuff is just in the hallway and the doors locked and you're like what the fuck okay let's be real I live in Brooklyn as soon as something leaves your apartment gone. and is outside your door it is property of of it's public property it's That's property of Brooklyn I put out I once put out a slightly dented air conditioner that I got fully refunded. And because it came and I was like, I don't want to dent it. I just paid 500. <laughs> so they didn't, it was like, I guess it was too expensive for the company to like ship it back. So they were like, just throw it away. Mm-hmm. So I just put, I said, free, kind of dented. I got a refund. Just take it. And I literally was inside for like, maybe like five, <laughs> 10 minutes. And I went back out gone <laughs> that um makes me i, I mean i believe it it makes me think of there's a broad city episode where they're like desperate for air conditioners and initially they like use their bed bath and beyond coupons yeah. to get one but then and like let's be real 
I feel like they were smarter than this, <laughs> but they were like, we need a cab. So they put the air conditioner down and they both went for cabs on uh-huh. either side. And like the second Alana gets a cab, she looks and the air conditioner is gone. Oh yeah. I like sit, if I'm like waiting for a car or a cab or something, I will like sit on my thing. If it's like a big enough box. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to sit on it. Can't take it. if I'm sitting on it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not that. Actually, at the Bed Bath and Beyond on Sixth Avenue, they will personally like if you are using a cart and like they they have to like the security has to like buzz it because people steal carts all the time. Mm-hmm. So they so like the carts have locks after a certain point. So security has to come with you. They undo it and they walk with you to the cab and they put the bags in your car wow. for you because that's how they like mitigate not. Things not getting stolen and carts not getting stolen. Jeez. So props to security at 6th Avenue Bed Bath & Beyond, (laughs) TJ Maxx Complex. Damn. Yeah. Okay. A search warrant found that handwritten changes were made to Larry's will in the weeks before his death, which as any true crime fan knows, the insurance is so telling in a murder case. Yeah. Like because people are so fucking dumb and have no chill and they literally will like – murder you like the day the plan begins and you're just like (laughs) you got a new plan two days or like a week ago and it started today and that's when your husband just happened to die now that instead of getting a hundred thousand you get like a million dollars like yeah and you specify in the will that like accidental deaths count and like you know like and and disappearances like accidental deaths by the lead pipe in the conservatory (laughs) and then thrown from a boat <laughs> um, if I am both hard trips, you are. Yeah, <laughs> I had until the boat. Although I am passionate about Northern Idaho, if I am thrown from a boat, it still counts. This policy that I totally wrote, XOXO, with handwritten changes that were absolutely approved. Yeah. So what in what in fact had been changed was it that it left the new little <laughs> so. The new will left 80% of Larry's estate to Lori's children. So these are children who are adults who she had from a previous marriage. Yeah. And it left Larry's actual children 20%. Whoa. Yeah. So obviously, like, that's really fucking sketchy and seems like it has Lori written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Lori. She also. (laughs) I knew there was something fishy about her insisting there be a space heater on a boat. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like something I would do, but also I would probably be even more paranoid because those are electric hot things and boats are water that I would somehow get water on it and electrocute myself by accident. Oh, fuck. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Lori also wrote in an email sent on February 20th of 2020, so really recent. (laughs) (laughs) I love... For some reason, there's nothing that makes me laugh more than the, like, like what's that ringtone called? Like, by the seaside or something? Because <laughs> I just picture now all of, like, whenever I hear it, because a lot of people have it, it reminds me all of a sudden we're carrying parasols. And- <laughs> Wearing those, like, striped or polka dot bathing suits. Yeah. And- <laughs> okay, yeah. So she wrote an email in February, and it said that she was going to immediately... Oh, Focus is nuzzled behind my back. Oh, dogs are the best. 
So she sent them a text saying that she was going to sell the house immediately. And she said, Larry and I agreed years ago that if anything happened to either of us, we would sell our paradise because it would never be the same without both of us here. Which again, which again seems really sketchy that so he dies and she's like immediately wants to sell their house. So now she's gotten there and she, we know she stole money. Now she got the, his insurance money and she's trying to sell the house for more money. Uh, so court documents allege that Lori planned to kill her husband by intentionally creating the situation in which he was submerged in the lake and died. Mm. The charges carry a special enhancement alleging Lori may have killed her husband by poisoning him, torturing him, and or lying in wait. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Damn. It's really rough. Larry uh, sounded like kind of a nice guy. Yeah, right? He just like was a family guy. Everybody loved him. He loved his dog. He loved his city. You know what? A happy State. person, like, it seems like in these cases, they always say how much, like, she loved rural Kentucky with all her heart. And it's like, the land did not give back to you. No. Oh. I, I get I get nervous when people are excited about where they live, like, very much so, because it just doesn't seem to end well for anyone. Damn. Yeah. I guess one of those true crime tropes. Yeah. She, it's like when you say, like, she lit up a room, like, oh, she's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved her. Oh, she's a goner. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody kills people who they're, like, ambivalent about. Like, I yeah. feel like I'd yeah, walk. That's true. Like, I feel like, a, you know, like, some, like, enigmatic, glowing woman will walk by a serial killer, and he's like, that one. And I'll walk by a serial killer, and he's like, hmm, nonplussed. You want, you know what, you want the fanfare of, it's also like, it, it's like the whole like less dead theory. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like certain people, even if they die by the same killer, will get more press. You know, like a, a little blonde girl. I mean. Yeah. Like I would John Bonet, like that is the most, the most optimal amount of press is a little blonde girl. Extra points if she does like cheerleading or something. Also, I have to say, I would be so fucking pissed if in the afterlife I was a victim of a serial killer and I didn't get enough attention because I wasn't the hottest victim. Right? Like, if I, yes, if I am going to be killed, at least make me the hot one. (laughs) Put some respect on my name. Please. (laughs) I want to be the one that they're like, she was the pretty, like, she was so beautiful. She lit up a room. And then it would be If I die by a serial, you guys better say that. You better be like, she was the best person I ever met. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, when it's like Heather's and they're just like all in the news now, like, oh my God, she was my roommate. (laughs) Kayla lit up a room. I know. You're like, we were friends for 10 years. I knew her better than anyone else. Those like random facts. Yeah, yeah. She loves sniffing peanuts, I swear. She yes. didn't like carrots. Yeah. Every, every 4th of July, Kayla Comfort and I would sniff peanuts. And, <laughs> like, it's, oh, yeah. And then they get emotional, like, turn the camera off, please. <laughs> I have to go I'm now. I'm done, I'm done. Girl, I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, I would be don't. also, I would totally milk it. I would be in my chaise lounge, in my, in my feathered robe, and be yeah. like, please. <laughs> Please, I must have a second. <laughs> Did you get this angle? Did you get that? I'm having a spell. I'm having a spell. That's how I and would. You too struggle with spells. I can help. <laughs> oh my god. That's how I would actually. That's that would lead me to how I would act after I murdered my seventh 
husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just that's that's the yeah. one that gets you. Yeah, yeah. the one Number like seven. on a chaise being like, I've come over a spell. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lori was arrested on a murder charge last fucking month. Wow. March 2020. Like, this is really recent. Late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As of this month, uh, she is being held on a $2 million bond. She has not yet entered a plea regarding Larry's death, and it is not known yet if her daughters, who were complicit in the financial crimes, had anything to do with the alleged murder. Whoa. Talk about evil stepdaughters. Yeah. Yeah, right? Fuck. You know that there's one of their, like, his kids is, like... Or his kid is like, I always knew they were bitches. I, I think yeah. that's Dean. Yeah. The guy who like talked throughout. I think he's like, I, fu- I fucking knew it. It was too much of a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like they totally would be the ones that like pour like salt in his eye or like, and then like run out of the room, but then no one believes. Yeah. And then Dean's like, they were mean to me. And they're like, oh, <laughs> Dean. So just because, you know, Dean's very nervous. He has his new stepsisters and they're totally like. I'm just like picturing ever after. Yeah. <laughs> they were so mean to poor Drew. Mm. Yeah. And then the last thing I have is, of course, the Larry's family is devastated. Um, one of his sons said, my dad was my world, Aww. which is really sad. And this is. Very sad, but also very sweet. The silver lining is that they took in Larry's beloved dog, Echo, and she makes the family feel closer to him. Oh, I'm getting a little Right? Right? Dogs are the best. Basically, the summary of everything we do is that dogs are the best and we don't deserve them. Mm -mm. And there's a huge difference, just saying, between cat people and dogs. Oh, we're gonna yeah. get so much hate. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I just, I just are we like? Are we like the one? Well, I guess Karen has dogs, but dogs I feel like we are like the one pod. Like most true crime podcasts, I feel like they have cats. We have dogs. We do. We're have a dogs. dog. We're a dog kind of podcast. Okay? Look, I love cats too, but obviously, when given the choice between one or the other, I will always go dog. I yeah. was obsessed with cats as a child. I had a cat. I had a cat poster that said that. Um, it was a kitten with a paintbrush, and it said Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> I love the poster that's like, hang in there. But then also I'm like, I just want to help it because it's just yeah. like perpetually hanging in there. I also got one from the Scholastic Book Fair in oh. third grade that was Dream Big, and it was a uh, sky with clouds, a tiny kitten, and it dreaming was of dreaming tigers. of a tiger. Ah! <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Yes, I know that poster. Yeah. And also, can we just talk about the fact that as a nerdy child, the Scholastic Book Fair was literally heaven on earth yes. for me. I used to circle what I wanted to Me get. too! Yes. yes, when you get the little, like, brochures. I got the spy We just woke Pocus up. We were so excited about the Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair. So it, it, did, um, it didn't happen, I think, because of quarantine. But Scholastic in New York, because their headquarters is in New York, was going to have a adult book fair with, like, <gasps> drinks and games and raffles wow. and, like, books. Oh, my God. Please do that once this is over. Yeah. I was, like, so excited. I, like, I wanted to invite my mom to go with That's me. so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Hopefully they do it again just, like, later. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, that was the best. Like, literally, I would lo- – I would I, every time I hit a catalog, I would circle all the stuff that I want. And then, like, you go and you're, like – this is the best and I was so indecisive because I like I read a lot as a kid and I wanted everything I wish there was like an adult version of that 
Like I know we have like Kindle and Audible and stuff, but yeah. like even just like an email newsletter that is like, Scholastic. here's all these like books that you would love. Are there adult like Scholastic group chats? That'd be awesome. <gasps> there, like, I I joined a Facebook book club once, but it was not. Like I went to the first, the first meeting was great. It was like a big group of girls. And then the next one, it was like five of us. And the one woman in the group was like really obnoxious <laughs> and really like, she was one of those like older white women who just is like, oh, no. even though I'm only like maybe 40, I'm so set in my ways that I'm just going to like say offensive shit oh. and act like it's just Did fine. Did snacks though? No, we would meet at, like, bars. Oh, okay. So, like... Because it's always the ones that bring all the snacks that feel like they have yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're bringing more than two kinds of cookies or we chips... We see you. Yeah. Yeah. We are on to you. We are on to you. And you won't blackmail me with your food. <laughs> or I'll have another brownie, though, but you won't blackmail. <laughs> no, but As then... we're stuffing crackers and <laughs> chips and, like... I won't be persuaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if they're Girl Scout cookies, though, like, bets are off. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but, yeah, so then at one of after one of the meetings, one of the women came up to me, and she was like, I just want you to know that, like, I really like you, and I think you're really great and, like, have enjoyed talking, but I'm not going to come to book club anymore because of the <laughs> problematic white woman. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to fucking be in this with just her. So then we just kind of stopped talking to each other. <laughs> so yeah, I I would love to be in a book club because I love reading. Yeah. And I love talking about things that I read. You know what would be fun? If we had a high crime book club and then everybody got prizes after they like read. Oh my God. Like yeah. when you were a kid and yeah. they had like, you got the oh, like Pizza cool. Hut coupons for reading. Yeah. Like you get like a little keychain or a pen. Yeah. Like I think we can have like different levels so it like challenges i was going to say people but i meant us to <laughs> <laughs> were you guys the like ones in the in the book clubs that would like read ahead oh i was like here i'm about to teach you some stuff about how nerdy i was <laughs> so when i so when i was in catholic school so this is like fourth fourth i think fourth and fifth grade um we would do every, when you read a book, you would write down like when you read it, like some, uh, there was like seven columns and the last column, like your parent or your teacher who saw you reading it had to sign. Mm -hmm. And then you could either, every time you read a book, you could go up to the teacher or when you like, I would wait because I am dramatic. I would wait until I finished a whole sheet. So I'd get like a ton of stickers, but like you'd go and you show them your form and you get stickers. And then we had like a big whiteboard, like chart in the back of the room that had every student's name and then you would put all your book stickers and like I'm competitive but I'm not very athletic so when I'm involved in something that is not athletic I am competitive as fuck and so like I read a lot as a kid anyway because that's just who I am but then like when it was getting competitive in fourth grade I read 75 books (laughs) I had 75 stickers because then like people knew that I was like the kid who loved to read. And so then like, I'd have like a certain number of stickers and they'd be like, well, I'm going to, I actually was like a great influence because it was like, people would want to beat me and be like, well, I'm going to read more than you. Of course they couldn't, but like now they're reading more. So like, look how great that works out. But so I won, so I won that contest in fourth and fifth grade because that, those were the teachers who did it. 
Um, and I won little women and then little men. And then when we moved in seventh and eighth grade, I don't know. Um, I was at a new school and it was, they had a, like, they had like a book club, but it was like a sport. Like it was called the reading Olympics. <gasps> and so like you would get a list of books. Uh, you have your team, you get a list of books and like you choose like who reads which books, but you just want to make sure at least someone read it. And then it's just, you go and it's just let, like rounds and rounds and rounds of trivia from the books from the list. So like everybody has, you know, like maybe you read Mark Twain and maybe you read To Kill a Mockingbird. And so then like if a To to Kill a Mockingbird question came up, we're like, do you know it? And I was like, I was the kid who would read like my book and then everyone else's book too. (laughs) I would Um, read half of my book and let my team down. (laughs) <laughs> they'd be like Helene do you know it I'd be like oh fuck sorry you, you yeah. would and I say Actually, that lovingly yeah. <laughs> I was always behind oh yeah no, like, oh shit that was the one yeah, yeah that was I, the part I didn't read <laughs> I was the captain and you our team be. I know <laughs> our team was called the reading wizards <laughs> Oh my god! And I don't, I don't think I have it here, but I still. Last time I checked, I still had the last year that we did the competition. I still have my T-shirt that we like signed and like. Dude, start a Facebook group chat called the Reading Wizards. <laughs> That's gonna be Reading the Wizards come back. <laughs> the return, the return of the Reading Wizards. <laughs> High crime book, book club. club. Yeah, the right. return of the reading wizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, so that was um, that was my story. I just I saw it in the news and I was like, "What the fuck, Lori? Ugh. She is a shady bitch." You, I can't believe Lori killed the first Jewish man to have a deep love of Northern Idaho. <laughs> And I can say that as a Jew. I have. To, I feel like I have to like say that because otherwise, otherwise that's not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, first Jewish man to love Northern Idaho, and he's gone, Laurie. <laughs> oh, what my God. I could have learned from this man. <laughs> how to grow potatoes, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to grow potatoes. Do you just put them in the ground? What do you do next? Larry would have told us. <laughs> I think that actually was the cause of the potato famine. Do they grow on trees? Like, are they potato trees? Are they potato plants? If so, ouch. Because, like, what if they drop? <laughs> you know? And you're like, ah, potato. Oh, like, what about apple trees? Yeah, but not as nearly as hard as potatoes. Can you also like- have an apple bush? Oh, that'd be cool. An apple bush? Yeah. It'd be kind of creepy if, like, apples. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those orange commercials when they would pass? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those concern me as well. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'd be ready for that if I'm, like, in my pajamas at the grocery store, like, early in the morning, and I, like, reach, and then, like, I'm taken to an orange grove in Florida. <laughs> like, I was not prepared to go to Florida today. You always have to be in a specific mindset to go to Florida. <laughs> that is that is fair. So, if anything, that commercial was way more unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, did you, I just found out that Flo Rida... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, aha. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's, right that's where he's from. Also, uh, I was uh, yesterday's years old finding out that there's a 31 in the Baskin and Robbins logo from the yeah. 31 flavors. I did not know that until yesterday. <laughs> I always just thought there was a fun pink accent on the letters. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the arrow in FedEx. In FedEx. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Now let's spot the hidden Mickeys. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. Disney actually owns us inside each of our brains. There's an imprint of a small mouse. But I love Disney. I know you love Disney. <laughs> Disney, sponsor us. This episode sponsored, hopefully next time, by Disney. Oh, my God. They would never. <laughs> Who owns and operates all of our souls. It's a small world after all. Look, she can make fun of it as much as she wants. I would go to Disney right now if I were allowed and it were open. I miss I it. Too. I miss it so I much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually do love Disney, but I also acknowledge the way that they've crept into our brains. Well, sometimes. no, I mean, it's definitely Monopoly. <laughs> like, they own, like, fucking everything. Oh, yeah. But I still. <laughs> do they also own the toilet paper that you fuck? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I, I'm sure they do. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Did you, oh, you want to know a secret? Yeah, always. You know those creepy, like, porn cartoons that pop up sometimes? Mm -hmm. Or, like, the ones that have, like, millions of hits online? Those are actually most often created by actual Pixar and Disney animators or DreamWorks animators. On the side, like, a, a really popular side hustle for animators is cartoon porns of the characters, like... So, like, they have the files, you know, that they worked on these movies of the characters. So they use them to make the porns. Whoa. To make the porns. I sound like <laughs> I'm, like, a Christian. That's when they make the porns. But, like, actually, that's a real true, true insider wow. knowledge. Yeah, That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So um, if those ever pop up on your screen, just think it's the actual people making Frozen who are making those. I actually find that delightful. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to know what Elsa and Olaf would look like together, Disney also provides that through their side hustles because they all don't pay their animators and special effects team enough. And that's another industry secret. And especially visual effects artists are vastly overworked and underpaid and not able to unionize. Well, no, but in general, just like having friends who work in the like specifically TV industry and just hearing people talk about like different rates and like someone was saying that like they got a job, but they were making less money through their job than they were for the unemployment they were (laughs) on that they didn't take the job. And I was like, it is just crazy because TV is getting better and better and like everything is so like amazing and they're making so much money but like it's yeah. not going it's i guess it's just going to like the fucking producers and yeah. then the big actors they get to star in it because like i was just like and i'm like i'm not saying i don't support like anybody making millions of dollars like i just think there you get to a point where it's just nobody needs that amount of money they're never going to be able to spend it yeah but i mean obviously it should be reflected like the person who's like fucking holding a giant boom every day for 12 hours. Like, yeah, that's why those guys are unionized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of the sound, another, another movie industry secret is because I do events for studios or did them (laughs) since there's no events anymore. Right. But you work, a lot of studios work on net 90, which means that once the job is 
processed, which it could take a while for jobs to get processed. Once that job is processed, it could be anywhere between five and 90 days between when you get your paycheck. It all depends when it goes through the systems, the studios, like payroll to production, the blah, blah, blah. Damn. And, And that, yeah, that's a secret. So don't, my advice is don't make working in the film industry your main job ever ever until you, <laughs> until you hit it big she says from hollywood <laughs> i said from hollywood where after quarantine is over i will start going on auditions to play uh thick green-haired women which there's maybe like you no could roles. maybe be like a fun sidekick i could be a fun sidekick i would have to be a fun sidekick because i have really thick arms and I've never seen a lead woman character with average sized arms. Yeah, That's true. Or an average body. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. We're, like, I, it's either they're very big or they're so small. And then the small, the fake sm- small people <laughs> who they're like, oh, we're body positive. Yeah. They're like, here, we're, we're adding this person who might be a size four. And we're going to say that she represents... Like on, Plus size. like yeah. on um uh the Penn Badgley show, the you you. Oh yeah. I was like I was like him, them, her, you, <laughs> <laughs> me, <laughs> you. On you, um, the girl that they say is like the plus sized one. I'm completely blanking on this. In like the, season, first season. the first season, yeah, like the fat, the quote unquote fat friend, and she's maybe like smaller than all of us. And I'm like, <laughs> they're always whenever they're like, whenever the like, like they're they're just always yeah. smaller than yeah. me. I'm like, cool, cool. Or they're very, very big, and they make like a point of that. It, it would be nice if they just didn't make a point. Yeah, and it was like they it's just had a yeah. Wide it wasn't like, hi, you're my people. fat friend. It was yeah. just like we're people and we're all yeah. different yeah. shapes and Don't sizes. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being very, but like I feel like they make a point to not have any average sized. Yeah, people, right. and yeah. then have the extremes, and yeah. then the storyline centers around size. Yeah, it's-, it's always uncomfortable when you're watching a movie and it's like very harped on how like this woman is not skinny, and you're yeah. like, you have a flat stomach. Like, yeah, you might not be, you might not have the same inch waist as you know Kendall Jenner, but like you can, you can, like you know what I mean, like yeah. you can wear most clothes off the rack like and then that's your example of like oh she's so heavy and different like in um uh love actually there's that whole plot around the girl that hugh grant likes about how she like she's the heavy one and it's like she's literally a normal person she literally like not normal but like average size like a gorgeous size eight gal yeah she's And, like, they, they call her, like, multiple people comment on her, like, tree trunk thighs. And I'm just like, hey, now that's a compliment. We are in 2020. <laughs> if you have tree trunk thighs, you're doing something right. Well, I'm doing something very right. That would right. totally be in the lyric. That's totally – we. I'm going to look it up on, like, lyrics.com. That's totally in, like, somebody's song <laughs> right now. She got those tree trunk legs. Yeah. <laughs> everybody do the tree well there was there was that great moment um in the first episode of this season of rupaul Mm -hmm. where she says something about how her thought thighs are so like close they harmonize or something (laughs) like i love that i love that my thighs have been harmonizing for a very very long time yeah 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 i don't even wear jeans anymore i feel 
I haven't worn jeans in so long. But it's weird because, like, usually I wear almost all dresses and skirts. Mm -hmm. But then, like, being – like, if I'm just going to – like, if I want to just sit like I am, like, a pretzel on the couch, like, I don't want to wear a skirt. Yeah. So I've been wearing, like, leggings and stuff more. But it's just – I'm just not used to wearing pants. Like, it's been – like, I have people who are, like – I don't think I've ever seen you in pants. <laughs> I quit. I quit pants a long time ago. Until like the early two thousands, like space pants came back in. Oh, right. I even brought a pair out here because they're just so comfy, yeah. and you yeah. end up looking like you're you're could be an Instagrammer. <laughs> yeah, I love the velvet sweatsuits. <gasps> those are so cute. Like, please bring those back. <laughs> Well, now, right now, the trend, and I think it's really cute, is the um, sweat, the sweatsuits, but they're, like, cute. They're, like, either fitted leggings or, like, a loose crop top sweatshirt, but they're matching tie-dye. That's, like, if you go on Instagram, like, all the influencers are wearing tie-dye coordinating sweats, and, like... Can I tell you who started that? Yeah. Kids sent to... Jewish summer camp in the early 2000s. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've seen this for a very long time. There were even like camp stores like you would go that would pop up in the summer that were just open and all they had were like things like you could use to like write checklists, things you could write home, little clothes. And then my mom never let me buy the cool clothes for camp and there were tie-dye sweatsuits because those were really expensive. So I had like limited to and Mm-hmm. whatever else oh, limited yeah do you guys remember justice just the same story but just, yeah. yeah justice girls yeah <laughs> or justice for girls i justice did go to horseback girls. riding camp once you're a horse girl I, are you I, coming I, out as a horse girl <laughs> jamie knows Jamie's also a horse girl. I know. That's why she knows that's why i can't we've, trust you both we've fully. gone horseback riding together <laughs> And every time we always still talk would talk about like, when are we going to go horseback riding again? Now, not for a while. And uh, yeah, I went, I I did. I I loved horseback riding as a kid and I went to horseback riding camp, the same place I took lessons. And I remember we had a tie dye day as well. It wasn't sweats. I think I tie dyed like some like little tank top or something because when I was like eight, I was really skinny. (laughs) Knowing that you're a horse girl makes so much sense. I don't really know what to take of that. It's it's both good. <laughs> Great balance. Yeah, it's both good and bad. It holds many she truths. Holds, she holds her shit. Yeah. Being There's a- some guys out there are like, oh, man, she's a horse girl? Yeah. <laughs> you just did that to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, But I do, yeah. like, I relate to Tina, though, because literally, like, when I was a kid, like, this is something I actually did. I remember standing at the window in my bedroom and wishing on a star for a pony. Wow. That's like the level. Like literally I watch Bob's Burgers and I'm like, man, I am fucking Tina. Like I'm so awkward. My little sister has much more confidence than I do. And like I just love horses and wear glasses and groan a lot. You want to hear an embarrassing wish story? (laughs) Yeah. When I was in middle school, I was obsessed with Legolas as Orlando Bloom. And you and like every other girl. Yeah. And I wrote on a piece of paper during a snowstorm. I like went out at night by myself and I like wished really hard 
for the wind to take me and snow to like take me to Middle Earth. Like I wanted to go so bad. I'm like, maybe it's real. And like then I would meet Orlando Bloom. Not to mention that if Middle Earth was real, Orlando Bloom wouldn't be there because he's an actor in the movie. Yeah. Based on the real place that's in the center of our Earth, obviously. <laughs> and and I crumbled it in a paper and I like kissed it and like it like flew in the wind and then I like was full of my heart was full of joy and literally like months and months months later uh, my dad was in the backyard and he comes in and he's like what's this and oh he's no like, he was like and then everybody laughed at me and I was Aww. like guess the wind didn't take my wish <laughs> Son of a bitch, you shady wind. Yeah. I'm like, wow, now I'm embarrassed and my wish didn't come true. Someone's like, ah, I'm gonna circle around. Like, we're gonna we're gonna teach her a nice lesson. Oh my god. Yeah, there's more important things in the world. Pass on that one. Sorry. Sorry, Sloan. Oh my god, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, but I guess that's it. And uh, happy 420. And hopefully Ooh, I'm wishing that everybody who orders gets a fun goodie bag. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And next year we will do something because we will hopefully be not in quarantine and can actually go somewhere and have like a party or something to yeah. celebrate. We could go somewhere and all melt into the couch. <laughs> yeah. Instead there you go. Yeah. On the couch at home, we yes. can melt on other couches outside. Yes. With uh, joints that have our logo on them. <gasps> oh, I think we can make a really fun party. Will you I guys think we come? could too. Will you yeah. guys come, listeners? <laughs> In, will you come to our party? This is great because not only can they not talk back because it's not – that's just not what it is. But this will also come out like de- – like it's just like delayed <laughs> reactions. <laughs> Will you come to our party? That's all I need to know. She's just putting it out into the universe. Yeah. I'm I'm uh making a manifesting it. Yes, that's the word. I'm manifesting <laughs> my desires. That's what that's what 2020 witches do. Yeah. Oh. Manifestation. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. And Woo! happy 420 and hope you stay sane and quarantine and We'll try to put out more content and not let ourselves term it too much. Later, Later buds. Later, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi, Karen. laughs>